The following program was produced by Community Producer. The content, views, and opinions expressed are the sole responsibility of the Community Producer and do not reflect Malden Access Television, the City of Malden, or your cable provider. MATV welcomes your comments. Call us at 781-321-6400 or email us at access at matv.org. Good evening, Malden. Welcome to 02148. My name is Mike Sharon. I am your humble and I believe lovable host. Some may argue with that point, but uh, I'm I am very pleased to be back. Actually, this is my first show back uh, in the new year. So happy new year. Hope everyone had a wonderful holiday season. Um, I didn't do a show back in December, so I hope everybody had a great New Year and a wonderful Martin Luther King Day, which we were celebrating this week. Again, my name is Mike Sharon. I do every third Wednesday of the month on this terrific program, alternating hosts with uh, former Mayor Ed Lucy and Joe Piantadosi Jr., and it is my great pleasure to be here tonight. And I'm excited about tonight's show because I have a guest on uh, that, uh, you know, I've done a, a couple of different things down here as far as talk shows and interviewing people, but... I've never had the pleasure of having uh, my guest tonight on. His name is Nestor Dudley, and he, you may know him uh, from down here. He does his own show, uh, actually, Around the Rim, which is uh, amazingly started its 26th season, 26 years. Um, that's, I, I believe, his first show of the season was last week. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome my friend and guest, Mr. Nestor Dudley. <laughs> Mike, thank you very much for having me on your program. Thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to be on this program. Wonderful. Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year. How do you celebrate the New Year? Uh, well, as usual, warm milk in bed by nine. <laughs> uh, you know, these days... Uh, <laughs> what I do is I watch, the, I watch the Twilight Zone marathon. You do? No Three I, Stooges for you? No Three Stooges. I used to watch the Three Stooges marathon, but the Three Stooges marathon is usually... Uh, another one is usually around... Fourth of July. Yes. So I'll watch the Three Stooges Marathon Fourth of July, but for New Year's is the Twilight Zone Marathon all the way. So that's oh, how I, I spend my New Year's. I didn't know about that. I'm a, I'm a On the Sci Fi channel, the Twilight. Oh, okay. All right. So. I think you have to pay extra for that. But, uh, <laughs> um, but I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed uh, the New Year. And uh, as I mentioned, uh, the folks out there probably know you from around the rim. Uh, there's certainly a lot more to you as a person. We'd like to explore some of those things here tonight. Absolutely. Um, but before we move on to that stuff, uh, first of all, congratulations on that show. That's uh, quite an accomplishment. Yeah, Around the Rim. I am so proud of that show. I started that show back in 1992, and the um, and that show talks about the basketball in the Marlboro Neighborhood Basketball League, yeah. the MNBL. And, Mike, the reason why I started that show initially, because in 1992, I was unemployed. I went to school for television, and I was unemployed in 1992. So just to keep my skills sharp, I joined MATV, created the show Around the Rim. Figuring it'd be just one and done because I expected to go back to work the next year. Mm -hmm. Did not know if people would even watch the show, so 
Good thing is I did go back to work the next year. Oh, thank okay. God. <laughs> <laughs> and another good thing is is that that show was so popular, I said, well, maybe I'll give it another season or so. And here it is uh, 26 years later. So Unbelievable. Very fortunate. But, yeah. I mean, it's your love of the game. Did you play? I played basketball, yeah. not organized. You know, played outside on the uh, street top as everybody else. You know, growing up, I was a big baseball. There you go. Big baseball. So yeah. I so I played baseball, ran track, uh, played football, played basketball, but organized it was either baseball or track. I hear it, but you know, baseball baseball fans are becoming extinct, right? They're becoming extinct. <laughs> yeah. Old fogies <sighs> like me and up now, but I don't believe that. I love baseball. Um, but football probably, I have to admit, has taken over America's pastime. And um I'm not huge. I know you're you're a big social media guy with a, a lot of different things. I'm not Twitter. Mm. I am Facebook. Most middle-aged uh, <laughs> people like to jump on Facebook and uh, talk about the glory days. But um, I do follow Nestor Dudley's page, the Facebook page, and um, and you've you know you talk about a lot of different things. But um, uh, one of your interests, or or uh, uh, you know, as far as uh, expressing opinions on, has been regarding the NFL protests for the last couple of years, particularly starting with uh, Colin Kaepernick. So um, I wanted to have you on talk about that. Um, I know there's been a lot of uh, uh, hot temperature discussions uh, going back and forth, and uh, I'm a firm believer that um, if you lower the temperature and listen to each other, mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, you could probably uh, get a lot more out of it and, and – uh, you know, and hear a lot more facts as opposed to fiction. So, um, and not only that, Mike, I agree with you with that. And also, that's a way to learn from each other. So, during this program tonight, as we talk about these issues, yes, hopefully, you and I would disagree on a couple of these things. And when I say that, I'm certainly not here to start a fight with you or anything like that. You know, no. but I just want to be able to learn. I just want to be able to to absorb a different perspective than yeah. mine. I appreciate that. Am I so? Had, yeah. Had I not just recently sprained my shoulder, I'd <laughs> give, give you a go. Uh, speaking of fighting, we can't go any further without a shout-out today. Give him the shout-out. Shout-out today. January 17th, the greatest of all time, Mr. Muhammad Ali, who unfortunately passed away a year and a half ago back in June of 2016. One of my idols, and I know uh, one of yours as well, the greatest he all he is definitely time. the greatest of all time. Would have been 76 years old today. Would have been 76. I remember the song that he had out in the 70s. Muhammad, the black Superman. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. I had it on vinyl. Yeah, and he was uh, he was Superman for right. sure. And um, and ties in a, a little bit to, to what, as far as uh, sports figures protesting, mm -hmm. um, a little bit of a segue, although we, we, we may probably agree on this, that uh, uh, we wouldn't put Colin Kaepernick in that uh, same level. But anyways, before we get into that, <laughs> why, why don't I just uh, give okay. you the floor? <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for the floor. So basically, I would like to talk about the protest that has happened this past regular season in the NFL. A lot of folks want to call it a... National Anthem protest, that's how it's portrayed on major media. Yes. But it's not a national anthem protest. It's a protest for, uh, it's a social social injustice protest. Okay. Protesting social injustice. That's what it is. So to order to understand what happened this past season, we have to go back to a season before. So the season before the 2016 season, Colin Kaepernick, as we alluded to, he decided to take a stand by taking a knee. 
Colin, Colin this Ka- was his last season as a player, right? It, it, as a, it, it, was, it was his last season on the 49ers. Okay. On the 49ers. It was his last season. So he started off the season as a backup only because he was injured. He was coming off an injury. That's right. Blaine Gabbert was the quarterback. And to quote Chris Carter, who is an NFL Hall of Fame, okay, Touchdown. Chris. Yeah. Yes, Chris Carter. To quote Chris Carter, he said, Blaine Gabbert stinks. So if a Hall of Famer says Blaine Gabbert stinks, who am I to argue with the great Chris Carter? Blaine Gabbert stinks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So and he's it, coming back from injury. So come back from injury. Up. So he's backing up. So the first two preseason games, he national anthem played and he took a seat. Uh, I don't want to really go over what was happening in the country back then in terms of all these killings and stuff for unarmed black men and stuff. We can come back at a later time and do a show like that. But I just want to stay on co- topic with Colin okay. Kaepernick just so we can get to the Protest. past season of protests. Yep. I just want to stay on the topic. So what he did, he you know sat down. So he was protesting that. Social injustice. Just wanted to bring a conversation to it. Bring attention to it to have a conversation. So Nate Boyer, who played in the NFL, he's a veteran. He's sure. a former... Army Green Beret, and he played for the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. He wrote an open letter to Colin Kaepernick and basically s- saying, you know, I, 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 I kind of take offense. I, I'm uncomfortable by you sitting during the national anthem. So Colin Kaepernick heard him and said, hey, I would like to meet with you because I don't want to disrespect. You know, my intentions are not to disrespect the flag, to disrespect the military, none of that. I just want to bring conversation to this particular issue so they met so Colin asked well how can I respectfully do this so Nate Boyer said you know in his opinion if he took a knee Nate would be fine with that because taking a knee around the planet is a sign of respect I mean you know spiritual could be yes I mean you know reverence could be Right. I mean, you know, when you propose to one of your three ex-wives, I mean, you know, I mean, did you take a knee every single time that you proposed to one of your three, <laughs> to your three ex-wives? How dare you? <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so he realized by sitting down that probably wasn't the best way to go about it. That wasn't right? the best way to go about okay. it. Okay. Okay. Right. But he heard what Nate Boyer had to say, and um, he decided to take a knee. So that's where the knee came from yeah. it was a it was taking ref- a knee taking knee came from a recommendation from someone who served in the uh, in the military again army green beret nate boyer so it was nate boyer's idea okay and that's an example and i'll be honest like when it was all exploding i didn't know uh you know wasn't so in tune with all the nuances and i remember not hearing that you know when when the thing exploded mm-hmm. um you know that it was uh you know uh, that he, he was almost attacking people from the military in his protest. And here it is, the actual suggestion, recommendation, uh, as you said, um, came from someone where, where Colin was listening to people and decided that this yes. probably be more respectful to the men and women of our military. Right. I didn't hear that the beginning and it all depends i have to tell you that got like very little play it all depends where you get your news source from so what i want to say about that is you know where to get your news source from keep on getting your news source but always always do the research yourself because there's more out there that any of your news sources telling you whether it doesn't matter if you're on the left on the right in the middle you gather all the information you can and also do your own research and i did the research yeah Uh, right I mean, you you'll, you can always find the opinion that that you know reflects your own, and um, 
You're right. So you, you, you gather all the uh, opinions from both sides. Um, usually the truth is somewhere in the middle. Right. Um, but so I just wanted to make that point. And, and again, you know, for the record, so if any, I believe, I, I don't believe I should tell anybody what to do. For myself, I stand for the flag. That's something. You know, but I think Drew Brees said, you know, it's not something I would do. I, I stand for the flag. But, um, but, you know, he's going to stand by his, his brothers to play right, football. And right. He's going to stand, in, as Brady did with the Patriots when the, all this went down. I don't want to jump too far ahead. But um, just in case anybody's wondering, right. I, I'm someone who my father served in the military. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I was offended by what he did, um, but it struck a chord. I can see why the men and women that fought um, were. So... I can certainly see that point. Like, if you served, if one served in the military or had family, in your case, your father served in the military, if you all took offense to what Colin did or what they're all doing, taking a knee and stuff, right? Yeah. You know, if you all want to personalize this, because again, you know, your father served in the army and there are others that have served and protect our country. So, if that's the way that they want to interpret that, then I think that that's a fine interpretation because they went out there, they defended our country, they put their lives on the line. You certainly had a loved one, your father put his life on the line. So, if that's the way you interpret it, personally, I'm fine with that. What I'm personally not fine about is that when there is no military affiliation whatsoever in your opinion. In your opinion, they're being disrespectful to the flag. You're not even trying to hear that as something else. Find a different way to protest. Now, you know, the First Amendment, it's the First Amendment right. for a reason. It's the first one for a reason. The power to, you know, the, uh, the, the right to peacefully protest. And as long as there's no riots, peacefully protest, then hey, Again, the First Amendment is the first for a reason. So to get back to what I was saying. Yeah, sorry to throw you. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> no throwing whatsoever. So to get back to what I'm saying, if one is so passionate that had no military affiliation, if you're so passionate about standing for the flag during the national anthem, yeah. my question to you is always this. When you watch a sporting event that you are not at the arena yeah. And you are not at a sports bar. We watch a sporting event. Yeah. When the anthem comes on, do you stand up? No, you don't stand up. At you don't all. stand I mean, up. I can't speak for everybody, but I, I don't. Everybody they except used to not televise it. Right. Well, we're going to talk about that too. Everybody except got for a lot of paperwork one person. Over there, Nestor. Yeah. Oh, I, because I come in with facts. I do the you research. Know, I, I do the I, research. So, so to back no. to standing. If you're not going to stand at home, right? If you have such passion, you would stand at home. Like what I'm passionate about. This is what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about. When you see, when you're driving your car looking for parking space and you see a handicap sticker. Yes. Okay. So when I see a handicap spot, I'm passionate. I do not park in that spot. I do not park in that spot because that spot is not for me. Right. So far, I'm able body. I can, I do not park in that spot. I have driven relatives' cars that have had the handicap sticker and I refuse to park in the spot. If I'm driving in the car with the relative, I will drop the relative off near the door. I will park the car in a regular parking spot, and then I would afterwards, after in the mall of the store, I would go back and get them. But the point I'm trying to make is that that's what I'm passionate about. So if you were that passionate about the national anthem and you don't have any military affiliation, you should stand every single time. That only makes sense to me. Yeah, and again, um, I mean, if you're talking about the typical knucklehead sports fan like myself, <laughs> um, but I, and I'm a knucklehead too, yeah, sports so, fan too. So, but 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 I I don't 
doubt that there are uh, people that are home that stand up and and that served and uh, or maybe lost loved ones in war. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. th- th- no doubt about that in my mind at all. Um, but again, um, it's 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 the association. Wh- I don't think that th- he intended to offend anybody in the military. I mean, that's clear, isn't it? He made that clear multiple times. Okay. Um, and I think that should be should be known. Now, people may have an issue on on the way he expressed his protest. People say, "Well, just leave the flag alone." You know, there's plenty of others. But but the irony is, the men and women that fought and died or served um, fought for his right to do it. Yes, right. Um, so, and 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 you have every right to to hate that. What he's doing, mm-hmm. and and think he should do it another way. I mean, that's that's ultimately what uh, freedom is. Yes, um, it's just America, yeah, baby. Over. It's <laughs> this is just America, baby. You know, you had alluded to how they didn't always come out for the national anthem. So to a national anthem. Yes. So I do have my. Again, I do the research, and as you know, you follow me on Facebook. You can also follow me on Twitter at Nesta Dudley, and I have been. You know, very aware of this stuff for the past year. So what I posted on my Facebook page last September 15th or 2016, I'm going to read what I posted. As reported by Stephen A. Smith on First Take, until 2009, no NFL players stood for the national anthem because players stayed in the locker room until the anthem was played. The players would move to the field for the anthem because it was seen as a marketing strategy to make the players look more patriotic. The U.S. Department of Defense paid the NFL $5.4 million between 2011 and 2014, and the National Guard paid the NFL $6.7 million between 2013 and 2015 to stage on-field patriotic ceremonies as part of a military recruitment budget line item. And then I go on to write, even I had no idea that this was part of the hashtag prescriptive hashtag pay patriotism. So... There you have it. And so I was glad that Stephen A. Smith did the research, did the report. I'm actually glad that I saw that episode of First Take and had the DVR. So I kept on rewinding it because I wanted to type verbatim what Stephen A. Smith said. Okay. All right. Um, So your point is it's a business decision by the You have no problem with them being honored. No problem with being honored with them. Right. And when. No problem. You know, it's, you know, since it was a marketing, you know, ploy, you know, paid pages. Again, I have no problems with that. Right. Now, I thought that the first week that this happened, you know, Roger Goodell, who was the commissioner of the National Football League, what some people think it stands for the No Fun League. I figured he, (laughs) I figured he would say, okay, well, he'll just make a rule. He'll just make a rule. A rule would be, you know, you have to stand for the national anthem. Yeah. And then when this rule didn't happen, I'm like, well, you know, how come this is not happening? Then Stephen A. Smith reported on this, and I did some more digging, and the reason why, just to switch professional sports for a little bit, they don't protest or they don't take a knee in the NBA, and the reason why they don't do that, because it's written in their rules that you stand for yeah, the national anthem. And, I did and that s- always I did has that. been that way. That yeah. always has been that way, yeah. yeah. So. And, and Goodell could have, you know, done that, right, at the beginning? I'm think I'm thinking he probably didn't do that because again here it is we're talking about you know the military paying for this and I'm thinking well how could he make a rule and they're getting and they're getting paid for this that's my way of thinking I obviously don't know Roger Goodell but I do know what Stephen A Smith reported and that's what he reported All right 
Um, so back to th this, and I know we want to move on to um, the protests themselves this year, mm -hmm. but if I could just go back to uh, Kaepernick for a minute. Now, again, I'm not as in tune and up to, to snuff on all this stuff, but when I was doing some research on it, um, one of the more sensible commentaries that I heard, in my opinion, was Bob Costas, who um, came on, uh, I don't, and you could probably Google this, Costas on Kaepernick. He came on a show, um, I think right after the president had those um, kind of divisive comments about SOBs and uh, was that the beginning of the season? Let's get my facts. That, that was like a, the 2000. That was at the beginning, around game two or three or something okay, like that. It was, it was like, it was early this was past early. season. Well, Costas yes. was coming on, I think, to respond to that. And um, and he did respond to that, but then responded to a lot more. What I liked about it, it was actually they talked to him for about 15 minutes. It wasn't a soundbite. It wasn't 140 um, characters or, or whatnot. Now it's up to 280. 280? It's up to 280 now, 280. yeah. They doubled the characters, yes. All right. We might actually get to, to some... It was, the problem. And we're talking Twitter here. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I would recommend there was an excerpt that they grabbed, and I thought it was interesting. And if, if you don't mind, I'd like to have your thoughts on it and read it. Um, because he's very complimentary of Kaepernick, I think, and, and, but then makes the point that, that maybe this, well, let me just read it and see what you think. Anyways, Costas goes on to say, Kaepernick, whether people know it or not, has raised and or donated millions and millions of dollars to worthy causes. He's walking the walk. He's involved in the community. But Kaepernick himself was an imperfect messenger. Again, this is Costas' words. Right. Um, he's given to saying things like, I don't vote because the oppressor will never let you vote your way out of your oppression. And he goes on to comment, so I guess it doesn't matter to him who wound up being president of the United States. This is Costa's point. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter that when, the first, when he first knelt, Barack Obama was president, and now someone who many of his fellow African Americans, and importantly many of his fellow citizens of all races and backgrounds, object to. It doesn't matter to him. He made that point. Sometimes what Colin says when he does speak makes it sound as if, and I say this with great respect for his intentions. Again, this is Bob Costas. And for what he has done beyond kneeling on the field, sometimes he sounded like someone who took one semester from a radical professor when he was a freshman, and that's all he knows about the world. So I think it's better, again, this is Costas, so I think it's better that additional voices here from multiple backgrounds weigh in, because Colin Kaepernick, despite what some people want to say, is not the natural heir to our man Muhammad Ali. Mm -hmm or Arthur Ashe, or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who continues to be a public intellectual, referring to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's not. He's tried to do a good thing from his heart. I don't know if he's equipped to carry that baton. Again, this is an excerpt. Um, I recommend you guys check out. It's a 15-minute conversation. He brings up a lot of uh, good points. He talks about the military and other things. Um, but that kind of caught my eye as well. And I wanted to know your thoughts about um, how you feel about, and, and again, I don't think Colin, I could be wrong, this is just my opinion now, that he thought this was going to um, turn into what it turned into. Is that fair? 
I think that's fair. He wanted to have a conversation going. So for this to blow up, if this was going to blow up on these on these proportions, I'm sure he wanted to blow up on the proportions in terms of talking about, you know, having a conversation about social injustice. Okay. Not about protesting the flag. Now, when Colin Kaepernick went on record saying that he did not vote, well, you know, I mean, I can go on and on and say, you know, how many people die for the right to vote and all right, that right, stuff. Right. And, you know, and I don't want to do that. It's right. Just, it, it, right. It's, and I don't want to take a cheap shot at know, all. I think. And I don't want to take a cheap shot at all. But when he when he went on record like that, personally, I say to myself, he didn't have to tell the world that. He could have just kept that to himself. Because I think that that dilutes. Like, it's too easy for somebody to say, oh, well, you know, he's talking about the social injustices, but yet he, he didn't exercise his uh, right to vote. And then that takes away from... It does. It does. Uh, um, right. And, and so I think to the larger point Costas was making about being an imperfect messenger. First of all, we're all imperfect mm-hmm. messengers, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, but your, your thoughts on that, and, and I don't think he thought he was an heir apparent to Muhammad Ali. I don't think at all. But I, I think, think some so uh, entities and mediums um, tried to suggest that or... or, or I think some mediums try to make a comparison. Okay. And the only thing that I can compare this to, as I said before, Colin Kaepernick taint no Muhammad Ali, who's <laughs> the greatest of all. It, it, oh, he just taint okay. no Muhammad. But the only not, comparison not that are. yeah, the only comparison that I draw from this is that Muhammad Ali sacrificed a portion of his career for his beliefs. He was against the war, the Vietnam War. Okay, Colin Kaepernick. Possi- prime of his career, prime, prime, prime of his career. Yeah, a portion of the prime, the prime of his career. So we have, we had not even seen the greatest of the greatest. Colin Kaepernick, um, he had to have known that he could be possibly committing career suicide. So that's the only comparison is that you know he might not ever play in an NFL again. That's the only comparison that he sacrifices. Yeah, and his I, and I don't know if I agree with you on that. I don't know that he he knew that and. And to, I mean, I give him, I give him, right, I, like Costas, I give him all the credit for the well intentions in raising this important issue and for discussion. And again, um, you know, I think, um, <laughs> I think the president's comments did the discussion no favors when you do that. By the way, let me just say these, these NFL players and a lot of sports franchising players, black and white, whatever their ethnicity is, do unbelievable amounts of work for in the community they do and man you know and mandated by the you know you, you just know being in here in new england pages but all of them and they and they you know as far as um you know food pantries whatever the issue sick kids i mean they're involved with this community so um you know i just want to make that clear and and colin certainly is that and like it says he he, he wanted to bring this up he was uh, I agree with that he's an imperfect messenger. Again, I'm an imperfect messenger. I get it. But we're talking about um, Colin here um, because he made mistakes along the way that, that, that you know. So, so it was not even fair to compare him to, to some of those, um, you know, great so civil rights activists. The comparison is he's a sports figure. To me, it ends there. Mm-hmm. I, think, uh, I think he showed a lot of courage to do it, and he got a lot of flack. I don't, I don't know that he knew he was going to lose his job Cause, because we can have the discussion was, uh, was did he lose his job on the merits of his play? I know, and I think we agree that he, he, he didn't. He did not lose the job on the merits of his play. And 
Again, you don't have to listen to me. You can Google for the facts for yourself. Played on the San Francisco 49ers last season. The San Francisco 49ers were the second worst team in all of the NFL, the Cleveland Browns being the worst. Okay, Colin Kaepernick played 12 games. He did not start the season as a starter. He played 12 games. So in 12 games, Mike, Colin Kaepernick threw 18 touchdowns to only four interceptions. So he turned over the ball four times. A quarterback does not beat a team. It's taken a tire team. That team was horrible. The defense couldn't which was surprising because it was just was it just two years earlier that he was one pass away from winning the Super it Bowl? It was a few team, years earlier, but it was a few years, years earlier, but you know what? The San Francisco 49ers they had Jim Harbaugh as a coach and the 49ers itself the organization in my opinion, they just got tired of winning. They got rid of Harbaugh. They were losing before Harbaugh came. Harbaugh was there with those four seasons, and his last season Harbaugh was there. They went 8-8, only time they didn't go to the playoffs. And differences, I don't know anything about that, but the bottom line is that they were tired of having Harbaugh, and they got rid of Harbaugh, so they got rid, They got tired of winning, in my opinion. But those were Collins' stats the, the, um, his past year with a, with, a, with a passer rating of 88.9, so he certainly was getting the job done. He wasn't Blaine Gabbard, who Chris Carter, Hall of Famer, said Blaine Gabbard stinks. <laughs> so, so now... To me, one has nothing to do with the other. If Colin Kaepernick was a bum quarterback, it, yeah. should, it shouldn't matter that he did this protest. So are you trying to say that only good quarterbacks can do a protest? I mean, what folks outside of New England, no, excuse me, what folks in New England have to keep in mind is that we're blessed with the greatest quarterback, the GOAT. <laughs> you know, you mentioned that, you got your TB12 jersey right oh, there. Come on, man. We're going to talk football tonight. TB12. Yes, he is the greatest quarterback of all times. So, Well, that, that brings up a point, though. You say, you, well, of course not. It shouldn't matter. It um, shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter that he's a backup. But, but depending on the news source, the news source will say, well, you know what? He was only a backup quarterback, and he stunk, and, well, they, and they purposely mispronounced his name. And that's just, that's just not right. One person's opinion. But apparently... That did matter because, I mean, before this blew up, my understanding, and you probably have the facts somewhere down there, um, or the stats, I mean, there was, it was down to maybe 10, 10 players that last weekend that were kneeling, and I'm not minimizing what they were trying to do, but in other words, it wasn't a news story anymore. It seemed to have dwindled down to nothing. Now, maybe that wasn't, it was because he, he's not Tom Brady or Drew Brees. Or you know, mm-hmm. um, or you know, a star power. I mean, the kid. I thought the kid was going to be a, a superstar after that first couple of years, but we for all th- reason. we all thought so. It didn't pan out, but he was not a bum quarterback either. So, no. so, so the protest this past year before the president went up there and said, you know, if I was an owner, I would fire all those SOBs, blah blah blah. Before the president did that, there was probably nine or ten players in the entire league. That yeah, was and it was a not a news story. It anymore. was not a news story, yeah. no. But once the president said that, now the league is taking offense, and they're like, oh, brothers in arms, you call us all SOBs. So they were kneeling in protest of the president. So they would kneel, but when the national anthem came on, they would still stand. So now it's like, so that protest that Colin Kaepernick brought attention to got diluted into something else this past season. Right. And I actually have... Speaking of that, I have Nate Boyer, the same Nate Boyer a year later. He talks about that, and I just want to read this quickly. 
he wrote another open letter. Dear every single American, every single American, including President Trump, Colin Kaepernick, and my brothers in arms overseas who are wondering, what the hell is going on back there? I'm sitting in the same chair in the same apartment and I, I sat in almost a year ago and wrote an open letter to Colin Kaepernick. I was hurt when I saw him sitting on the bench during the national anthem. But I'm much more hurt now, not by him, not by where we're at now with the protests, but by us. Simply put, it seems like we hate each other and that is far more painful to me than any protest or demonstration or rally or tweet. We're told to pick a side. There's a line to be drawn in the sand. Are you with us or against us? It's just not that we are. It's just not who we are, or at least who we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be better than that, Americans. This doesn't seem right to be about the right or the left, but more about, no, this doesn't seem to be about right or wrong, but more about right or left. It's written a lot of open letters that yeah. <laughs> But again, do the research yourself. Yeah. Do the research yourself. All right, so that takes us to where is this? Where, where do we stand with the NFL protests now at, and, and as it affects to uh, the apparent dwindling ratings uh, as, as recent as this past weekend with the playoffs? Right. Now, I, you know, the protests certainly, you know, I think has died down. I'm sure there's more than 10 players that are taking the knee, but it isn't as lot as players, in my opinion, that was taking the knee during the height of this, you know, us against them mentality, us against the president mentality. Now, I watch a lot of football. I play a lot of fantasy. I play a lot of fantasy football. So, so from my observation, it certainly has died down. But you and I were talking before we went on yep. about the dwindling um, ratings for this year's for this year's uh, playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to read those stats, uh, yeah. I do have an opinion, or well, one person's opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, and I'm sure the protest, so pro the pro quote-unquote protest, probably affected the numbers too. I'm sure. By the way, they were great. You know, three out of the four games were great games, competitive games. Thankfully, the one that wasn't was, was our game. Really. <laughs> Patriots blew them out. But, um, and that's what we like to see. We like to see the home team just waltz in there. Yeah, so the ratings, just like the previous week, which was wild, card week uh the ratings were uh broken down and compared from a year ago so falcons eagles which was the first game of the weekend i believe on saturday did a 17.4 rating down five percent from last year's uh first divisional playoff game which was the seahawks and falcons which was 18.3 so that dropped five percent titans patriots saturday night did a 16.6 rating down nine percent from Texans-Patriots last year, which was an 18.2. Jaguars-Steelers did a 20.4 rating Sunday afternoon, down 7% from last year's Steelers-Chiefs divisional round, which was 21.9. And lastly, Saints-Vikings, which was the game of the weekend, the oh, ending yeah. of the weekend, <laughs> did a 21.8 rating, which, by the way, these are, even though they're, they're low for NFL, they're still, uh, you know, Making good money, yes. large share. Down 23, but that game down 23% from the Packers-Cowboys, 28.2 last year. I'm sure there's a lot of factors that go into that. Um, and I'm sure your thoughts? I'm sure a main factor is star power. So you mentioned that the Seahawks-Falcons from last season. Well, the Seahawks, they certainly have star power. Russell Wilson, a really good quarterback. That team went to two Super Bowls back-to-back, -back, and if it wasn't for the fact that 
Pete Carroll, who used to be a coach for the Patriots, wasn't that Pete Carroll called the play for for Russell Wilson to throw it instead of just give, instead of just feeding beast mode Marshawn Lynch? We're having a different conversation right now, and they are possibly. <laughs> and they are no. Believe me, I am a Patriots fan. Is I was pa Patriots all the way. Pa all right. I mean, don't get me started about how the NFL is scripted, in my opinion. But again, that's going to be more of a star power because you have Wilson against Matt Ryan against uh, uh, versus this year when the Falcons played the Eagles. I okay. mean, yeah, Nick Folds. It's Nick Folds, not a good quarterback. Nick, right. I call him Nick Folds. Nick Folds gold. You know, so I think it would have been a higher rating if Carson Wentz. Did not get injured, and that's just one game. I'm just saying that the star power when you, when you when you compare the stats, the ratings from this year to last year, seemed to me that last year there was more star, star power. Yeah, I mean, I, I I tend to agree with that, and I, I think this year, and there's been a lot of uh, commentary about it that the you know that there weren't a lot of good playoff teams. I mean, you know, people who like to tear down the Patriots saying this is uh, an easy run for them. You know, all these. Um, teams that that aren't that good but um you know for the rest of the league it, it's 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 what N the nfl hoped and goodell hoped which is parity which you have a lot of mediocre teams that make the playoffs and a lot of different teams their hope every year from different regions and brings interest and money and all that um the patriots just have defied that <laughs> and you know win every year but i think there's something to that um uh what what are your thoughts on on how much of a factor uh, does this controversy have to do with it, and did they lose ratings because of that? The, it's been said on the record that the ratings are down, and they are doing this uh, in direct correlation to the protest. Now I don't know how true that is. You know the the. Certain news sources report that that is the case. Other news sources don't even report that. So again, always do your own research. So. During my research, I couldn't find any correlation. Now, all because I couldn't find any correlation does not mean that it does not exist. So I searched. I talked to Mr. Google. I didn't find anything. But somebody can hit me up on Twitter at Nesta Dudley and say, you know, hook me up with a link and I'll read it and stuff. But, yeah, so I'm sure that the protest did have something to do with the ratings slipping. But, not the, but I refuse to believe that because the ratings are slipping so bad just because people are taking a knee. I, I refuse to believe that. All right. You know. mm -hmm. And actually, what was going on last season? Because the ratings were kind of down last season as well. So what was going on last season? Last season, it was the presidential race between now President Trump and Hillary Clinton. So I'm sure that that took viewership because that was that was a different presidential race. So I'm sure that. Oh, yeah. That was uh, that was some wild theater going yes. on <laughs> last year. Um yeah, it's interesting. I don't, I don't know where where that where that plays in. I, I mean, um, uh, you know, I'd like to say baseball is making a comeback. It's a game on football, but um, you know, I, I'm a big football fan. It didn't change. Uh, no, Patriots fans aren't going to tune in <laughs> to see if Tom Brady's going to win his sixth uh, Super Bowl, which we're just uh, hopefully just three weeks away. So I think. Um, I think we, we, we can't get a definitive answer on that. I think, think those, those things obviously factor in. There are people who swore it off because they're not going to watch anymore. There is. I don't know what percentage that is, but um, I think people have gone on the record to say they don't watch football for that. Right. How much? I don't know. And there are also, on the flip side, there are also folks that have gone on the record to say that they would not watch a game until Colin Kaepernick gets 
employed on a team somewhere. And again, that's, I mean, I watch football. I play fantasy football. Yeah. I support what Colin Kaepernick is doing or did, what he's trying to say or have said. But you want to watch football. But I would not say, oh, well, I'm not going to, you know, no, I'm not going to watch football. I'm not going to play fantasy football. That's my opinion. So. Yeah, well, you know, it is. A, it's a great game. Yeah, <laughs> it <know>? is. <laughs> and some people, um, and I don't think they should be maligned either. That that uh, that just want to watch football to watch football. I mean, those are you know, those are just sports fans. Some say that you know, I want to, and I don't know if I agree with this. That everything's so just intertwined these days with politics, sports, culture. Well, it's all cultural type types of things. But um, you know, people say I just. I watch sports to to tune out, and I and I believe that people work a, a hard week, and, and it's kind of an escape. Yes, um, but you know, I'm sorry, you're you're gonna you know you're gonna get in this world of uh, instant uh, messaging and uh, players saying what they feel, and you know this this is the America we live in, and and there's going to be crossover now. Um, but the fans that just want to watch for sports and don't and want to tune out the the politics and maybe when they want to watch politics, I mean, it's really one and the same these days. Right? Wouldn't right. you agree? Yeah, it's, so just, it's just the way things are. I don't think it's necessarily worse or better than they used to be. It's just the world that we live in. Um, and if you don't want to um, hear that noise, you can block it out and watch as a sports fan. You know. Um, I don't think anybody was thinking about the protest when uh, when when Casey Keenum threw the <laughs> that, that miracle pass the other day. What the heck happened there? Let me tell you, Case Case Keenum. Case, Case, Case Keenum. Case Keenum. The Minnesota quarterback. <laughs> now I had I had gone on record to saying that both the Eagles and the Vikings were not going to get out of the first round. That they were going to be one and done because the Eagles I talked about before, Nick Fold, Nick Fold's goal, just not a good quarterback. Yeah. Case Keenum has had a career season. But at some point, he's a career backup. At some point, in my opinion, he's going to revert to playing like Case Keenum. As the game was waning, he was playing like Case Keenum. I'm like, oh, here we go, throwing off his back foot, throwing INTs. I'm like, here we go, just as predicted. So he threw a nice ball at the end. He threw a nice ball at the end to Stefan Diggs. Made a nice play. Now, Marcus Williams, a person who was a rookie this rookie season, I never heard of him, but I'm never going to forget his name now. Blowing that tackle, and he he was thinking too much. I heard he was thinking too much. That he was the way that he was trying to tackle him. He was trying to tackle Diggs so that he landed in bounds because when this play happened, it was ten seconds left. Ten so seconds ten, left, and they were in their own thirty-nine. Ten, ten, yes, exactly. Ten seconds left. So he wanted to tackle him in such a way that he fell in bounds, and bam, game is over. No timeouts. No timeouts. Right. Yeah, game over. All he had to do was just wait for him to catch it, wrap it up, and wrestle him down, and the game is over. What a finish to that game. Unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. Um, and that's going to live on NFL highlights forever. Yeah. You know, I, I thought, I don't know if anybody else thought, being from this region, first of all, I felt, ba- I felt bad for the guy. You know, first of all, I was like, I can't believe that that happened. And and then I turned on NFL Network and <laughs> this is the Deion Sanders primetime, who I love, and uh, boy he was he was he was ripping the guy a new one, um, but I felt I thought of Buckner I thought you know that's like that kind of gaff, um, I mean they're moving well you know Buckner was the World Series and and we all know I don't want to go back to that but um, 
I mean, it was that kind of. This kid's a young kid with. Talented. He's a rookie. Rookie is he a rook? He's a rookie. Pick in the game. He had a pick in the game, yeah. and yeah, he um, he had a nice rookie season. Like I said, I had not heard about him because fantasy football is not about the individual defensive players. Yeah. So I had not heard about him, but by all accounts, he was a really good rookie. Damn good rookie season. Right. I didn't know much about him either. Um, but he's out there. You know, I, I mean. There was a little bit of, uh, you know, say, just why don't you just have everybody back and let them throw up? But there was, listen, you can't let up a 30-yard pass and let them get out of bounds. They're going to kick it. We're even 25. They're going to have a, they'll take a shot at a 60-yard field goal. They're down. So there was a little uh, defensive strategy that wasn't just like, oh, this miracle. I mean, you had to, and they were playing it that way. But he, like you said, he was, he th- he was thinking too much. and He should have just made the play. He should have just made the play. He should have just wrapped him up. Right. And I th- think Figs, who had a tremendous year, really second half of the year, is I actually picked him up my fantasy football team, um, who's who's a very good receiver. I think he when he didn't get hit, almost lost his balance and looked up. I mean, I, I, the only thing that would have would have saved New Orleans if he, if he died of shock. <laughs> yeah. But there was just. The closest guy next to him was taken out by Marcus Williams. Oh my goodness! So yeah, he just he just waltz. I mean, a play like that, I couldn't believe it. Play like that, me or you could have walked into the end zone. I know, and uh, and of course that ended the, because all, if he's tackled, if he steps out of bounds, I mean, the time time had expired by the time he got to the end zone. Right, the game was over. Game was over. It yeah. was done. Game was done. Yes, uh, so, so. it was the craziest ending I had. And seen. as you know, the game is not officially over until the team that scores. Tries for the extra point. So they had to, you know, they had to take everyone off the field. But more importantly, they had to try to get some Saints back out of the locker room just so they could have that final play to officially end the game. Right. I agree. Um, So there you go. So you and I didn't uh, boycott the games. (laughs) Why the hell are we on tonight anyway? Um, I can't wait till this weekend. Speaking of this weekend. The home team is playing Sunday at 3 p.m. The Jaguars are coming to town. And, you know, we talk about bum quarterbacks. Um, what's his name? Blake, Blake Bortles. Bortles. Blake Bortles yeah. is not a good quarterback. Yeah. Although the past Chris several – Chris say anything about him? He doesn't say anything about right. You know what? Chris Carter's not saying anything about Blake Bortles, but if you watch ESPN and the Football Network and stuff, all these other former players are saying that he is not good. It just then it's like getting on this kid. But the past couple of weeks, this kid has been playing good. But good enough. You know, Jacksonville pose a pose a really really good challenge. Tom Coughlin, who used to be the coach of the Giants. Um, his, you know, he's in the office of the GM or something. He's in the office of the Jaguars and has his imprint. He has that solid defense. He has that, he has that beast running back, Leonard Fournette, who's his, his rookie Oh, what season. a game he had. He Re- came back from, he got hurt and he came yes, back. Yes, because he was one yeah. of my, he was one of my fantasy running backs. So oh, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I know how good he is. And. Oh, they're a good team. Th- they are good. Very good defense. And, uh, you know, I know that, I don't even want to get into Pittsburgh. Do I mean, it, it just to, to lose that game at home? They um, well, those Jacksonville beat their butts earlier in the year. Jacksonville beat their butts earlier in the season, as you said, where Big Ben threw five, five INTs. Yeah. Two of them were pick sixes. Now, Big Ben is one of my fantasy football quarterbacks, yeah. but I did not play him that day. And it's a good thing I didn't because he would have gave me negative points, and that would have really made me ill. 
on that game. But if you if you if you didn't know who won this game, looked at Ben's stats, he threw five TD passes, one pick, and almost five hundred yards. Right. Would you have thought Pittsburgh lost that game? No. But the the no. problem was they, for some reason, they they allowed Jacksonville to take a twenty-one nothing lead at home in a yeah. divisional playoff game. This one I'm gonna disagree so there was with you. A lot of throwing. I'm gonna disagree with you. You say that they allowed Jacksonville to do that. Jacksonville went out there and took well, it. Well that's a good point. Jacksonville went out there and took it, yes. Yeah. They're hearing all week they're talking about the you know, the Steelers are talking about the Patriots and and overlooking us. These guys are paid professionals. I mean there's 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 sixteen hundred players in the league. So there's sixteen hundred of the top players on the planet. So even though there are some bum quarterbacks, they can come here and be Superstars, you know. When I mean here, I don't. I just mean the general area. I don't mean for the New England Patriots. I mean the general area. But back to the game. Bill Belichick, as you know, he does a very good job taking out your weapons, taking out. So I'm sure they're going to load the box and concentrate on Fournette and try to have Blake Bortles beat him. If you're going to beat us, Blake's going to have to beat us. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a little, you know, I'm, I'm obviously. As a Patriots fan, very confident. You just how can how can you not be with what we've been witnessing the past eighteen years? Um, by the way, did they name Brady the MVP? Did I hear that today? Was that was that official? I'm not sure. Okay. I did not get any feed on my phone, so I'm okay. not sure if that happened. Well, he's certainly uh, up there. It's either him or, or, or Gurley, I think, is the other candidate. Todd Gurley, yes. Yeah, who had a fabulous yeah. year. Um, and I think if Brady doesn't get it, it's because the voters are tired of uh, voting for him. But but if he's it's, it's, the, yeah, he but takes you know, the Super Bowls, it, it's all he cares right, about. Right, right, right. Um, but I'm cautious because of this attitude about all these other quarterbacks. Now, say what you want. Bortles played pretty well, I thought, in the Pittsburgh game. He, he did. made the plays. He, he he made some plays. These other guys, Foles, who's been, uh, you know, Wentz went down. Wentz, boy, I think they w- were going to waltz to the Super Bowl if they had him the season they were having. If Wentz didn't go down, if he didn't go down, I was looking at New England Eagles. He, me too. And and so this kid Foles, who you know started before, he's not horrible, but. Um, really struggled when he came in. Their defense kind of set the pace. He's playing a little better. And then Keenum now. Anybody who has that kind of luck, karma, or whatever you want to call it, happen to him, don't don't count them out right. because something's going on. That was a, the, one of the more you know craziest miracle plays I had seen. And um, so I'm just saying, it just don't. I, I like to say it too. Look at Brady compared to these other three quarterbacks. First of all, it's it's the entire teams, and ja- and we've seen on a couple of occasions uh, people come in here when the Jets did in 2010, mm-hmm. and the Ravens did in 09, and uh, you know if you get to Brady, uh, you can you can make a, a a tough day for him. Right. I, I don't expect that to happen, but Jacksonville has that kind of defense. Um, I just think our offense. I think with Gronk, we're 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 you know on all cylinders and should win. But I'm just just take a deep breath. You we didn't ca- win anything you know, yet? Absolutely. You're being cautious, and it is good to be cautious because any team could beat you know on any given Sunday. Any team could beat right. any other team on any given Sunday. Now, personally, on the NFC side, yeah. I I see the Vikings getting past the Eagles, even though the Eagles are the number one slot. I see the Vikings getting past because again. The team, both teams are similar, so I'm going to go to the quarterback play. Nick Folds and Case Keenum. So Case Keenum is playing. He had a fantastic season, career season. I'm going with the Vikings to go down to Philadelphia and take care of business. 
and hopefully the home team is there. So I'm looking for the Vikings against the Patriots in Super Bowl 52. How much credence do you put in the fact that it's a home game for Minnesota should they get there? I mean, it is a home game. It is their place. Um, I mean, those Super Bowls are like so much corporate people come in, and uh, you know, I know there's going to be a, certainly a big New England contingency there. I don't think it's going to be like a home game for them. It's it? not going to be a home game. It's just you know they're going to make history because they're the only Super Bowl, the only team in the Super Bowl to actually host the Super Bowl. So this is going to be nice for that. But I predict that TB12 and the boys are going to go in there and handle their business. Yes, and and and. And bring home. And hoist number six. Number six. Number six. Unbelievable. And the other thing that was unbelievable that that they're going to, which you shouldn't underestimate, their seventh straight AFC championship game. Um, Amazing. You'll never see another run like this ever. You will not. I was watching one of the sports shows last week, and I'm not sure if it was first things first with Chris Cotto. I'm not sure if it was was first take with Stephen A. Smith. I'm not sure if it was was undisputed with, with Skip Bayless name-dropping folks that I've never even met. But ever since 2011, there the Patriots, all the players that they've been on the team that they drafted from 2011 on to present day, they've always had a bye. And they've always made the playoffs. They've always had a first-round bye. So this is like so this is like normal to them. This is their seventh, sixth, seventh season. This is like normal to them. Again, we're never going to see a run like this. Remember back in the day when the Patriots, you couldn't even watch their home games because they were blacked out because they would never sell oh out? Oh, my God, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. So it's just <laughs> yeah. Well, if you have a, a, a nephew or a niece that's under 25, they don't remember that. No. <laughs> all they've enjoyed was uh, all the success. But there was 30 years of misery oh, yeah. with that team. <laughs> Unbelievable. They once, I mean, that, that franchise was so dysfunctional and it started out as the Boston Patriots. They once, back in the 60s, they once had a home game in Birmingham, Alabama. Is that right? Right. And, yeah. and the last time I looked at the map of the United States, there's no Alabama-Massachusetts state line. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Uh, well, look, it. you were right. This hour has been flying by. we got a few minutes left. Um... I know we talked at the top a little bit about Around the Rim, which is unbelievable, 26 years. You're in your 26th season. I do want to plug that this show actually uh, is also, um, we do it as a podcast uh, down here at MATV. You can go to soundcloud.com backslash MATV Malden. This is actually our 11th episode as uh, not only a program for your viewing, but as a podcast. You can find us there. Um, which is pretty cool. But uh, you also tell me a little bit about BTRM. Yeah, BT, IC.com. BTR Mike. BTR Mike. BTR Mike. BTRMIC.com. Beyond the Rim. So that is a podcast. So Beyond the Rim, I'll tell you what it's not. It's not a extension of Around the Rim. Where Around the Rim, I've been talking about basketball, more specifically the Malden Neighborhood Basketball League for the past 26th season of ATR. This is the 33rd season of the Malden Neighborhood Basketball League. But BTR is a podcast, Beyond the Rim, where I can talk about anything and everything beyond basketball. So we'll talk about social issues. We talk about politics. Talk about comic books. Oh, cool. It, each, anything and everything. So... I have six podcasts under my belt. So once again, btrmike.com. The first podcast was the my guest was longtime friend Bradworth Benton, who's our representing. The first half of the podcast we talked about the MNBL and around the rim. But the second part of the podcast we talked about Colin Kaepernick. So BT- oh, so you can get uh, overtime on this discussion. You, you can get overtime with this discussion. Right. So so yeah. So beyond the rim. dot com. 
And um, the podcast is also on the uh, iTunes platform. It's on, it's on YouTube platform. So however you listen to your podcast, just go to your favorite podcast app, type in Beyond the Rim, and you'll see it. Pretty cool. I think so. I think so. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to do more and more, more and more episodes. Six under my belt so far. Congratulations, Nesta. You're you. one busy uh, young man. Is that fair to say? That's very fair to say, especially the young man part. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're standing yeah, sitting next to me. You look pretty good. A uh, little bit of uh, more house cleaning before. Uh, I know, uh, I think Ron Cox, the director, executive director down here, uh, would want me to mention uh, the annual, I don't know what year this is, but the Triple Threat Trivia. This is the 20th year. The 20th year. Okay, that's a big one. Triple Threat Trivia next Thursday, January 25th which is a fundraiser for the Malden Public Library. Very important fundraiser. Um, uh, lots of fun. I participated um, at least once. I haven't in a few years um, with you guys on your team or, or well, last ATV's team. Well, last year was the first time that um, – a few of us from around the rim participated on, oh, okay. the, on the MATV team, and we almost took the daily double. We won best table, best costume, and we almost won the whole thing. We we lost the whole trivia contest in overtime. So, wow! Yes, in overtime. Yeah. Yes, and you come in with themed. Yes, this year's theme is going to be Star Wars because this is the 40th anniversary of Star Wars. MATV okay, had yeah. their annual meeting. And the theme was Star Wars, so everything's all in place. So Star Wars. You know, that's last, cool. last year's theme was the blizzard of 78. Well, that should have been this year's theme. <laughs> it no? should have. <laughs> well, no, it's not. Well, it's because it's the 40th anniversary it's of the blizzard of 78 coming up in two weeks. Wow. It's the 40th anniversary of in on February 6th and 7th of this year. It'll be 40 years. I'm surprised Ron Cox didn't think of this and amalgamated the two ideas. Yeah. Is there still time? It's only a week away. Well, with Ron, there's always time. <laughs> <laughs> He's racing back down the studio. Is he watching us tonight? Um, all right. Well, uh, listen, we're down to our last couple minutes. It's been, uh, it's been a thrill to have you on. It's great to see Thank you. you. Um, listen, we didn't solve the world's problems tonight, but um, I think, you know, I think, I don't know. This is my own opinion. This isn't Costas. This isn't. This isn't Nestor Dugley. That um, we need to listen to each other more out there. It seems this culture of sound bites, and um, you know, anonymous sources, and w whatever you want to call it, uh, people communicating on Twitter. And I'm not. I'm not uh, down on social media. It's a wonderful thing. Maybe I'm just an old relic. Uh, I have my fun on Facebook as well. But um, a lot of times, these serious discussions we have, the temperature rises, um, a lot of the opinions and uh, things are fueled by hate, and a lot of things get lost. And I think, as a culture, this is my opinion, we're losing the ability to have a conversation, which involves listening, and that involves turning the temperature down mm -hmm. and trying to listen to to each other's point of view, not just going in with your own agenda. So with something like this, look, we do we differ? I don't know if we differ. Do, do you stand for it? I, I myself make the decision I will stand for the flag and I will always stand for the flag. I respect Kaepernick's right not to. Um, I think we can find a way to have these discussions about social injustices which exist without um, uh, maligning the police mm -hmm. in one broad stroke, okay? Or, you know, and, and we can honor the military and 
and have social uh, injustice protests. We've got to find a way, but we've got to listen to each other. We've got to talk. So it's been my pleasure to have you on. Thank you for uh, the opinions you brought tonight. Thank you for having me on. And I just want to say that I will stand for the flag with you. All right. Either in my home or your home. So we'll even bring it up a notch. <laughs> there you go. My pleasure. Thank you for coming on, Nestor. It's been a pleasure. Thank Check you. out his stuff, uh, btrmike.com. Folks, I hope you had fun tonight. Um, we had fun. Remember, life is short, man. If you love someone, tell, tell them you love them, you know? Like, for instance, I love you, Malden. Good night. See you next